It went straight down the middle. Then it started to hook. So what's it like stepping up to the first tee at Royal St. George's on the final day of the Open Championship with a five-shot lead? Well, I would tell you on the way to the golf course, I absolutely sensed that I felt different. Uh, and not to – everybody would. And I had a five-shot lead. Uh, it's mine clearly to win. It's mine clearly clearly to lose. And that's a precarious situation, but I never led anything by five shots. But uh, I knew I felt different, but that was okay. You know, I, I expected, uh, you know, that there was going to be some adversity. I, and not that I'm going over this uh, like, you know, kind of mentally, a mental exercise. I, I knew that, you know, it, heck, it's another round and it's, uh, you know, it's for all the chips and I'm just going to uh, continue doing what I've been doing. But uh, my, uh, it just didn't feel quite the same. And I was, uh, somewhat, I would call it more of a, a, a defensive type mode and very careful, trying to be very careful. I was playing not to make a mistake rather than playing like what I had been the previous three rounds. So that's a bad place to be. And it took me to the seventh hole where uh, where that really showed up. Yeah. Yeah. So take us through uh, seven because really, I mean, and, and, and I think uh, in, in retrospect, it became interesting, but it was only interesting for a short time. It may have felt like forever for you, but uh, you know, you hit you hit a, th- a third shot into that seventh green. Why don't you just take us through that shot? What what was going through your mind, and what you thought you had to do with the ball? It was a par five, and it was the uh, arguably the easiest hole of the week. And I'd hit a poor layup, which was kind of on the outer lip of the fairway bunker on the left side. And it was a little bit of a funny lie type deal and funny stance, but no, no, no big deal. I chose the wrong club and knocked it over the green. Uh, chunked, chili dipped. My, you, you had to take relief from that little uh, scoreboard yep, behind the green, right? I did, which was no big deal and probably benefited me, but hit a, you know, uh, just flat out chunked it and then hit a, you know, okay type chip and then missed the putt. So, I, I, I mean, it's a double bogey for, before you can even say hello, you know, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and then it's on because I know a hundred percent that everybody else is back in the tournament and, but um, you know, I'm, I, I really take great pride in, in when when I do have opportunities to speak to young players and about adversity and uh, experience and being able to handle adversity. You know, you have this great impulse to uh, panic, speed up, and you know, blurred thinking, and your your pace speeds up a hundred miles an hour. But uh, I was able to have. Um, drawing experience and able to write the ship and have uh, presence of mind, good, clear thinking, you know, one hole is not going to ruin this tournament for you. You've still got a one shot lead. Uh, The next shot is all they're going to let you play. And I just had a real great presence of mind to slow myself down and to know that the tee shot on the eighth hole, maybe the most difficult hole that week was uh, of utmost importance. So it was kind of, uh, able to gather my thoughts, but never, uh, never gave in to the panic or the, uh, the, the, uh, you know, the, the desire or the, uh, potential to speed everything up. So I always remember that very clearly. And I always say it, uh, when you watch 
tournaments on the last day, be it major championships or regular tournaments. Watch how somebody, adversity can be the best thing that can happen to somebody the last round because it is a wake-up call. You may be gliding through, but a lot of times adversity will snap you into a, a presence of mind that mm, uh, I better better kind of lean on focusing on what you know this one and uh, whatever else might be influencing you for the day. So anyway, that's a well, and 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 so at at the time you, you as you said your your lead goes from four to one as you were hitting your fifth shot, which would have been that second chip from behind seven green. Uh, uh, right at about the same time, I think Raymond Floyd and, and, uh, Bernard Longer was playing together. Bernard probably made about a 10 or 12 par saving putt to stay even as I remember. And, uh, and Raymond made his third birdie in a row to get to one over. And then you go to the eighth tee. And as you said, uh, you know, you, you take us through sort of those next three holes. You really did write the ship, yeah, didn't you? I did. Thank God you don't have a video monitor to see what everybody else is doing. You know, it's just completely unnerving. I can't watch the video, replay of the video today because I get to see it. <laughs> but uh, one of the beauties of the game. But I will tell you, uh, yeah, I, I, I did, again, hit a good tee shot on eight, long hold, hit three iron. Uh, to 40 feet, maybe even 50 feet, left uh, left that putt three feet short and hit a very good putt that went in for par. Had I missed that putt, uh, boy, um, I'm not so sure that my presence of mind would have been so good, you know. So Didn't Seve have a comment about that two two, two weeks later he walked, three weeks later at the, uh, maybe it was four, when we were at the PGA, he walked up to me and looked at me and shook his finger. Before he said anything, he says, Two putt at number eight, you, it was what won you the championship. And he was right. Uh, and I missed that second putt. There's no telling what would happen. But then I birdie hit really, uh, played two really good holes in a row, row nine and 10, made birdies, hit, hit it in close on both holes, and, and then birdie 12. Uh, kind of got my feet under me in a good way and, and, and then kind of fell into the routine. I felt, felt like a, uh, knew what I was doing from then on. Yeah, so that that traditional uh, uh, what happens typically on a Sunday at the Open Championship is the, they lose control of the crowds on 18 as you're approaching the green. Uh, you had, well, as, as most people do, you had a little bit of a struggle getting through that crowd, didn't you? Yeah, it, it's wild. It really is. And, I mean, uh, there are people flailing, running past you, and all they want is a front-line seat. You know, or or position on that line up there, and they don't know uh, where you are, what you. They're just running, and I can remember getting bumped a couple of times. But then I get up to the the, the mass of people and start trying to break my way through it, and and not 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 exactly easy, but I'm in a good frame of mind, mind certainly. But uh, I, I eventually get to the front and bust out, and a and a Bobby puts his hand in my right on me and says. And as if to say, I don't think he said anything, but. What are you doing here? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> get back in line. That's right, Bruce. He said, what, where do you think you're going? And I, I said, please let me go finish out. I just have to hit two more, three more shots and I'm okay. Just let me finish the tournament here. But he didn't know, he didn't know me from, 
John Smith and the crowds. Uh, yeah, uh, I just got an eight ten footer. I need to I need to make to win the Open <laughs> Championship. No big deal. No, no. But he is good good humored about it, and we, it was fine. Well, you finished it in style because you did leave yourself what eight ten feet on that last yeah. your approach and 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 made yeah. it like a true champion did. That what, what, take us through the feeling that was going through at the time. Well, it was every every player would tell you they like to finish well, and making a uh, a good putt for either par or birdie it really does feel nice. But I've often tried to explain it. I think that there is such an overwhelming feeling of relief, but at the same time, there's an overwhelming feeling of exhilaration, and uh, there's no wonder that that singular moment is what people hang on for a lifetime to experience and. It was just a. Uh, it was just special. Uh, the only way I can say is just a flood of emotion on both sides, relief and exhilaration, and uh, it kind of manifested me in getting my ball out of the hole, and I wheeled around and threw one up in the crowd, and uh, threw the ball up in the crowd. Of which, interesting, two years ago, the fellow that caught that golf ball sent it to me. Is that right? That's great. Yeah, he did. He did. <laughs> Wilson Pro Staff, but he 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 wrote a nice note. Had tracked me down address wise and said, uh, "I think you'd probably want to uh, want this more than I would." But he was the guy that caught my ball at the. Just a great, great, great little memory there. But uh, man, it's it was it was it was uh, it was good good stuff as heady. But as soon as I made it, the life is. Life as I knew it changed right there. Yeah. We hope you've enjoyed this short track of For the Good of the Game. And please, wherever you listen to your podcast on Apple and Spotify, if you like what you hear, please subscribe, spread the word, and tell your friends. Until we tee it up again, for the good of the game, so long, everybody. Whack down the fairway. It went smack down the fairway Then it started to slice just a smidge off line It headed for two, but it bounced off nine My caddy says, long as you're still in the state, you're okay Yes, it went straight down the middle Quite a way